Welcome to the Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. This simple, scripturally sound preaching and teaching of the Word of God will direct you to Jesus, the Good Shepherd. Follow the Shepherd's Voice into the green pastures that God has purposed for you. There, you'll find rest for your soul and the fulfilled Christian experience you crave. God bless you as you listen. Hallelujah. I said, Praise ye the Lord. Lift up your hands unto Him, please. I'll put you in front, in front of my melody. You are all that matters. You are all that matters. For two, you and I, Jesus, you are all that matters. You are all that matters. Sing it again. I'll put you in front. I'll put you in front. In front. this morning that it is all about you. It's not about anybody else. It's not about us. It is all about you. And this morning we place you in front so that we can look unto you, Jesus. We are committed to making you the center our lives we are determined to clear anything and everything else off so that you can have first place in our lives thank you father this morning and as your word is about to come forth we ask once again for your help the help that your spirit brings help to understand your word help to humble ourselves to receive it Help to embrace verse 1 to 3. The Bible says, Some time later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yet,
I bind every spirit that has entered my microphone. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Take your son. For your only son. Yes, Isaac. Isaac. Whom you love so much. And go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will show you. The next morning, Abraham got up early. Abraham He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. Now jump to verse number 9. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Don't lay a hand on the boy. Um, you have done something. The next verse, verse 10. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. And then verse 12. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Hallelujah. Last week I started sharing with you on the subject Abraham's test and lessons to be learned. Abraham was thinking about himself one day when God spoke to him. That I want you to go and sacrifice your son. Remember that Abraham had two sons. One was Ishmael. By a woman called Hagar. And then his second son was Isaac. But Isaac was the son of promise. Ishmael was Abraham and Sarah's effort to help God. You know, sometimes the feeling is that God is keeping too long. We must help him. Tell the person sitting by you that God doesn't need your help. He has everything under control. And when the time is right, what he said he would do, he would do in your life. Put your hands together for Jesus. Out of that wrong move came Ishmael. And it led to many challenges. Along the line, there was a domestic problem at home. Because Sarah, who brought the idea, was now blaming. Abraham for carrying the idea through. And sometimes that is the lot of husbands. Can I have an amen from husbands? Amen. Can I have an amen from wives? Amen. 
Wives, I don't like the strength of your amen. Can you say a louder amen? All right. You are a knight. I didn't say all the time. I said sometimes. So now God appears. And he says that I don't want to eat cow. I don't want sheep. I don't want goats. I don't like. I want human flesh. So when God said, I want you to sacrifice your son. Abraham thought that by all means it is Ishmael. Abraham and God went on to explain I don't like Ishmael's meat it is Isaac's that I like so sacrifice your son your only son the son whom you love I'll show you a place go and sacrifice him I don't think it was easy for him but he set off and was actually going to carry it through when God sent an angel to speak to him to stop and God said to him that now I know that you fear me and you are ready to obey me at any cost and at any price so this was Abraham's test. And ladies and gentlemen, I am convinced that there are lessons for us to learn from this experience. Everything recorded in the Bible is for our edification. Everything recorded in the word of God is intended to guide us and direct us in our relationship with God. And so what are the lessons to learn from Abraham's test? The first one I shared with you is that what God asked Abraham to do was a shadow of what he himself was going to do thousands of years after. Remember that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And in asking Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, God was giving a message in advance of something that he himself was going to do. So that is the first lesson we picked up. Lesson number two. There are things that God will require of us that we may not understand. Abraham, I don't think, understood why God wanted him to sacrifice Isaac. And ladies and gentlemen, there are things that God is going to require of us that we may not understand. If you are the kind who wants to understand everything, you cannot work with God. Because I assure you that it is not everything that God will unfold to you. Like the songwriter said, we will understand it better by and by. There are some things that we will only understand when we get to heaven. And it is when we get to heaven that we'll realize how wrong we were about so many things. There are some issues. The truth may only be found out when we get to heaven. Because there are some things, no matter what you say, nobody will believe you. And that's why you have to learn to and trust things to God. But I'm saying to you, my friend, it's not everything you will understand. That's why there's a hymn. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way while we do his good will. 
he abides with us still and with all who will trust and obey trust and obey for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus by the trust and obey that is the truth when you understand things it makes it easier for you to flow but it is not everything you will understand so that is another lesson we learn from Abraham's test come down a bit for me minister hope number three there will be things that God will take us through which we will find difficult to accept there there will be things that God will take us through which we will find difficult to accept oh it was minister Gottfried I'm sorry I thought it was minister Hope everybody is now minister yes minister Gottfried, minister Elvis minister Tobi I mean minister Sesua um Minister Tofa, not Minister Eben. No, he's Pastor Chris. He's not Minister Chris. All right. Then Minister Trula. Wow. There, there will be things that God will take us through which we will find difficult to accept. A couple of days ago, a lady I know sent me a WhatsApp message and voice recording. And it showed somebody who was frustrated. Somebody was exasperated because things were not going well. Anything that she had tried to do hadn't worked. Any job that she had tried to get, it didn't work. Any personal effort on her part to do something for herself, it wasn't working. And sometimes it looks as if it's going to work. And then before you realize, something comes up to scramble the whole thing. And here she is, a single mother with two children. The marriage had become some way. And she's struggling to make ends meet. I am talking about somebody who is very spiritual. And the encounters that she has of God, they are not ordinary encounters. I'm telling you. I mean, very spiritual. Yet, it's not working. And it's been like that for years. And it's like, I'm not asking God for too much. I know that I am not a lazy person. I'm talking about somebody who has her master's degree and has worked in one of the very solid government institutions. And nothing seems to be working. At the point, she decided to go and sell things at the market. Not that she's opened a kiosk and sitting in the kiosk. She was prepared to carry in a basket something that she wanted to try. Nothing is working. It's not working. It's difficult to, to flow with some of these things when they happen. And ladies and gentlemen, there are things that God may take you through that you may not understand. So people will look at you and say that you at all, when will your problems end? 
When Job was going through his issues, his three friends were very convinced that he was a bad person and God was punishing him. And Job kept protesting his innocence. And it was difficult for him to understand and accept what he was going through. But in the midst of it all, God was up to something. May I announce to somebody today what you've struggled to understand in your life, what you have struggled to accept in your life. May I inform you today that it is under God's control at the right time and at the right season of your life there will be a manifestation of the glory of God in your life and that is when he will wipe all your tears away and he will put a new song in your mouth and those who used to laugh at you and those who used to scorn you and those who used to say hateful and painful things to you they will come back to you Amen. and apologize to you Amen. and tell you Amen. that we didn't understand that God was actually doing something in your life. May that be the story of your life Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And if I'm ministering to somebody today, can the person shout aloud, Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Number four. There are things that God will require of us that must be done speedily. Otherwise, we may never do them. When God spoke to Abraham, the following morning, very early in the morning, he set off to carry out God's directive. And I believe that he moved swiftly because he didn't want to have a change of mind. And sometimes when you delay in carrying out certain things that you must do, it may become a problem. And it may prevent you from seeing certain things in your life. And it may stop you from experiencing certain breakthroughs for your life. So let us learn to move speedily when God opens certain doors for us. It doesn't mean you should rush into everything. But there are some things that God will stir up a certain agency in your heart to carry it out. Learn to do it. And learn to carry it out quickly. Because sometimes when you delay, that thing may never be done. There are people that God may want you to give money to if you delay you may never give them the money there are people that God may want you to separate from if you don't you may never do that there are certain jobs that God will bring your way and you need to move speedily because the door is opened only for a short while if you delay that blessing will pass you by and go to somebody else. Sometimes a door of ministry may be opening unto you. If you delay, you may never have that opportunity again. There are people that God will bring your way that you should help them. And if you don't help them at that time, that opportunity will be lost. May God help us to move speedily when we need to. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The next lesson. Every one of us will go through some tests. Before we experience certain blessings and the fulfillment of God's promises in our lives. Every one of us will go through some tests before we experience certain blessings and the fulfillment of God's promises in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, 
every one of us will have to pass some tests in this life without exception and in James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4 I am reading from the Bible in basic English edition your wife has my face towel I want my thing it says let it be all joy to you my brothers when you undergo tests of every sort because you have the knowledge that the testing of your faith gives you the power of going on in faith I mean going on in hope but let this power have its full effect so that you may be made complete needing nothing hallelujah Amen. so the bible is saying that we should count it all joy put up the King James version verse 2 Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. And this version I read says, when you undergo tests of every sort. Every one of us will undergo tests. Because in this life, it is only when you have passed certain tests that you can graduate to the next level. When you are in school, what do you have to do to be promoted from class 3 to class 4? What you got to do? You have to write exams. And then what must you do? You must pass the exams. What happens when you fail? you may repeat sometimes when you fail grace may abound and they may move you on may that grace locate you amen eh? <laughs> they can move you on to test you to see if you can survive Yeah. now it is not comfortable when you have to go through certain tests. Is there anybody here who enjoyed exams time? May I see you by show of hand. I want to see your two known face. Uh, something from Bechile. Look at you. Exams time was always stressful. No matter how well you have learned. Even if you have a You are still not sure. Do not have a Is that okay? Is it okay? You are not answering. How many students are here? Do I have students here? Students say after me. The days of a are over. I will not chase them anymore. By the grace of God. By the help of the spirit of God. I will write exams. On my own merit. And I will blow the paper. Do you believe it? Clap unto the Lord. But going through the tests. is not easy. And I'm announcing to you that the tests are necessary for us to be graduated to a higher level in this life. There are certain blessings and certain fulfillment of God's promises that can never happen until we have passed our tests. Number six. These tests vary from person to person. 
we will not all be tested in the exact same way. That is another lesson we can learn from Abraham's test. That these tests we have to go through, they vary from person to person. And we will not all be tested in the exact same way. Do you know that Abraham was the only one who was asked to sacrifice his son? Abraham, God never asked that of his son Isaac. Neither did he ask that of his grandson Jacob. It was only Abraham. Abraham Isaac's tests were different. Jacob's tests were different. The test for Isaac at one point was to stay where he was and not relocate to Egypt. It was a time of famine. Everybody was going to Agege. But God said to him, don't move an inch. Stay here and I will bless you. It was a test. He obeyed and God blessed him until he grew and became great and became very great and he prospered and his neighbors envied him. May you become great. Amen. May you move forward. Amen. May you advance in your life. Amen. May you prosper. Amen. And may people envy you in amen. this life. Can I hear your loudest amen? Amen. Number seven. Your test may be a test of faith and trust. The test that you may have to go through, that I may have to go through, may be a test of faith and trust. Genesis 22 verse 1. New Living Translation. The Bible says, some time later, God tested Abraham's faith. What did God do? I need a response from everybody. What did God do? What exactly did he test? Abraham's faith. And so it was a test of what? It was a test of faith. It was a faith test. Look at Genesis 22 verse 8. God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son. Abraham answered. And they both walked on together. This was after Isaac asked him. He said, Papi, I can see the wood. I can see the fire. But where the sheep day? Where is the sacrifice? And Abraham's response was that the, the Lord will provide. Now that statement that he made was a statement of trust. That's what it was. It was a statement of trust that the Lord will provide. And indeed, the Lord provided. So, what he went through was also a test of trust. And ladies and gentlemen, God may decide to test us to prove us whether we trust Him or not. It may be a test that God will subject you to. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody called me yesterday. She's been working in a hospital somewhere in a remote part of the nation for four years. And after three years, she's due for a transfer. Now, somebody is trying to help her. But some monies have to be paid. 
that is very typical in a certain country I know whose name begins with Jane. What did they? Yeah. It's very common in a certain country that I know. It may be Germany. <laughs> it may be Guinea. It may be Guinea Bissau. It may be Gabon. It may be Gambia. It may be It may be Bechele is not a country. <laughs> Even if it starts with a G. And unfortunately, there are many things that it's, it's like you cannot do in this country without having to do something. It's fantastic. Now, she's battling with it. Whether to just sort it out and then move on. But there's a part of her that is telling her that it is a test that God wants to see whether she trusts him to be able to work things out for her without having to pass through that guy. Only time will tell. But sometimes our test it's a test of trust. Hallelujah. Number eight. Remember that we are talking about Abraham's test and the lessons we can learn from it. It may be a test of obedience and of the fear of the Lord. It may be a test of obedience and of the fear of the Lord. Genesis 22 verse 3. The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along with his son Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. Genesis 22 verse 12. Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. So Abraham's test was also a test of obedience and a test of the fear of the Lord. And he passed both he passed them. And when we face a test of obedience and a test of the fear of God, may God give us the ability Amen. to be able to pass those tests Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number nine. It may be a test on our readiness to give up anybody or anything we hold precious in this life. In order to prove that God is number one in our lives. It may be a test on our readiness to give up anybody or anything we hold precious in this life. In order to prove that God is number one in our lives. And beloved, this was the main test that Abraham had to pass, I believe. To test him whether he was willing and ready to give up anybody or anything that he held precious so that he can prove that God is truly number one in 
his life. Why did God ask Abraham to go through this test? Because it is possible that Isaac had become number one in his life. And that Isaac had become an object of improper affection. That Isaac. Alright. Amen. It may be. Because there is a temptation that we go through all of us. Where we get so attached to the gifts. That we disconnect from the giver. So all your focus is on the gift. But not on the giver. When my children were little, anytime I got home, they will, when they hear the sound of my horn, they start screaming. Daddy has come. 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 Then they'll be jumping. Where's my son? Uh, there he is. <laughs> I was looking for my son. I couldn't find him. But I haven't sacrificed him. And I opened the door. They would ask in bad English, Daddy, what did you brought us? Then I'll correct them. Don't say, What did you brought us? What did you bring us? But I noticed a trend. Anytime I didn't brought them anything, they lost interest in me. They ran back to continue doing what they were doing before I arrived. It's a, it's a, it's a human thing. And this is what we do to God ever so often. He blesses us. He gives us good things. And then we get so captivated by what he's given us. That that thing now takes the place of God in our lives. So he gave you a husband. He gave you a wife. But now it looks as if that husband and that wife, because of him, because of her. You can't serve him anymore. Sometimes you ask God for a child. And he gives you that child. But now that child. Becomes like a God in your life. And it's affecting your service to God. Sometimes God prospers us. And now we ain't got time for him anymore. There are some people when God blesses them with a car. Hey. God blesses you with a car. You see, the thing that is paining me is that the car is 22009 model. Yet the car has become like an idol in your life. If your wife makes the mistake of moving that car, it will never be easy for her. One day, somebody told his son that I'll buy a horse. And the son, out of excitement, 
said that when you buy the horse, I will ride it. The father caught the boy and started beating him. Get down from the horse. Get down from the horse. Get down from the I mean, the horse too. We haven't bought the horse yet. But So can you imagine when the horse comes? It will not be easy in that house. Clap your hands unto the Lord. And ladies and gentlemen, I am convinced that this was the main test that Abraham had to pass. Because it took a long time for Isaac to be born. And it was clear that he loved him. Because remember that when God came to him, he said, I want you to sacrifice your son your only son the son whom thou lovest that gives us a clue of why God wanted him to do what he did because he must have loved his son but like it happens to many of us sometimes your love for somebody and your love for something or your love for a system your love for an establishment can now outweigh your love for God. And when that happens God will strike. When God gave the ten commandments the first two had to do with idolatry. Exodus 20. There's one to six. Please allow me to finish my sermon. Is that okay? Then God gave the people all these instructions. There's one. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt. The place of your slavery. You must not have any other God but me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. Then now he goes on to say something that he never said in relation to any of the other commandments. He said, I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. Now, in essence, what God was saying was that if you Get caught up in this worshipping of idols. The punishment that I will bring upon you. It will extend even to the third and the fourth generation. He didn't say anything like that in connection to any of the other commandments that he gave. It was here that he said it so clearly. And it looks like there is something about idolatry that stirs up a certain anger and wrath in God. And this is where he said, I am a jealous God. That's what he said, I am a jealous God. So what is idolatry? Idolatry is any love, affection, or worship which rightfully belongs to God but is not given to him 
and is given to somebody else or something else. I'll say that again. Idolatry is any love, affection, or worship which rightfully belongs to God but is not given to him and is given to somebody else or something else. So idolatry is not just having a certain image and bowing down before it and worshipping it. There can be different objects to idolatry. The object of your idolatry may be somebody. It may be a possession, something you have. It may be a blessing that you have. It may be a ministry. It may be even a church. Or it may be a doctrine. It may be a vocation. But then what happens is that these objects of idolatry now become something that you give your love and your affection and worship to. When that love and affection and worship must be given to God and God alone. Don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't love anybody. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't love anything. What it means is that Whatever it is, whoever it is, you must not put that person or that thing in front of God or before God. That is what it means, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And this was the main test that Abraham had to pass. It was a test to see where is my position as God in your life? Is it as the main thing or the main focus of your love, of your affection, or I am number two? Because God is not satisfied to be anything else in our lives. But number one. And that is why we should be worried. If there is somebody. Or if there is something. That we love so much. That it has become even an obsession in our lives. You got to be careful of that. Because as soon as that happens, God may begin to make some demands. And sometimes he may even take that thing away. Sometimes he does that. When he realizes that there is somebody or there is something in our lives, that has more influence than even God himself. We may now push God to take that thing away. And this lesson is a lesson that all of us have to learn. Because God doesn't want to be anything else but number one in our lives. And the last lesson is that the degree of the blessings and the provisions of God we will experience in our lives is dependent on how well we pass our tests. The degree of the blessings and the provisions of God we will experience in our lives is dependent on how well we pass our tests. And so ladies and gentlemen, these are the 10 lessons we can learn from Abraham's test. And I believe that God 
is opening our eyes to see these things so that we will be guided in our lives and will be guided in what we do. May these lessons be well learned. Amen. And when the time of test comes, Jesus. may we pass our tests Amen. so that we can enter into the glory that God has prepared for us. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus. Rise up to your feet, so everybody. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for you today. Today is the first Sunday of the month. And usually the service extends a bit more than usual. But I I need to pray for some people. My intention is that all of us will be anointed before we leave here. Anointed to enter into the second half of the year in a good way. But before we do that, do we have the things? All of that. But before we do that, and I want you to be here, let your mind be here, let your attention be here. But perhaps you are here, and the test that you're going through is a test of faith and trust. You've been believing God for some time for certain blessings to be manifested in your life. But they haven't shown up. They haven't come. And so you are going through a difficult time. Perhaps certain thoughts have even been occurring to you. That God doesn't love you. And that God has forgotten about you. So for you, the test that you're going through is a test of trust and a test of faith. But what is happening to you now is because the things you are believing God for that you haven't yet seen, it is having an effect on you. I want to pray for you today. And if you are here and this applies to you, please come to me very quickly and let me pray for you. It's an anointing service and it is also our communion service. But come to the Lord. And as you come, lift up your hands unto the Lord and, and begin to pray begin to speak to the Lord. I want you to speak to God and tell him how you are feeling. Tell him about the pain. There's somebody here, you are even angry with God. You are angry with God and you are on the verge of taking a certain decision. You are just about to make a wrong move for your life. Because you've waited so long. you waited so long. But the blessing is not manifested. I want you to talk to God right now. Talk to him right now. Speak to him. Cry out to him. Tell him that God, I don't want to fail this test. The test of faith. The test of trust. I don't want to fail. Please help my weakness. Please help my infirmity. In the name of Jesus. And Father, give me the ability to hold on to you. To continue trusting in you. To continue believing in you. And to continue looking up to you. Cry out to the Lord. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to The Shepherd's Voice with Pastor Johnny Awanyo. We do hope that you were greatly blessed. For further inquiries, please call 
WhatsApp, or send an SMS text to plus two three three two four three eight eight six six two two. God bless you.